The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tepper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you, you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating what would have been his 100th birthday today. Happy birthday to Desmond Doss. Okay. You know the Desmond Doss story? I vaguely. He is the first conscientious objector right. to ever win the Medal of Honor. That's right. Uh, in World War II, he was a medic, yeah. and he saved 75 infantrymen, uh, and he refused to carry a weapon yeah. because he uh, is a Seventh-day Adventist. Right. Um, which is uh, kind of amazing. Hmm. Not turn on her today. Not too bad. That's I mean, right, yeah. yeah. Shout out to him. Uh, first four through the door. Shout out to Ruben Rios, Rob Hadaway, Jacob John, and Matt McSpadden. What's up, we should guys? start. We should start keeping standings. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that's <laughs> too much work. Too much work. We but, should. Uh, we should have. We should have a a a, a, a heat check for yeah. first four <laughs> through the door. Max, oh, yeah, okay. you got plenty of time, yeah, right? I got all the time you know. in the world, buddy. And sitting to my right, the please respect my decision to my no interviews, please, our West African prince. It is Ishmael Johnson. Hello. Welcome I, back to the show. Yeah. Wait, was I? Was I? Go, wait, welcome back to the show. That's for all of us. For oh, all yeah. the show. Was like, was, was we like, were off I, the past couple of days. By, uh, the, by the way, how long till someone notices the uh, background? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we still yeah. got the Friday Night Lights background. Yeah, we, yeah. we just recorded, just that, uh, if, so. if we're pulling back the curtain, we just recorded the Friday Night Lights. Yeah, no, yeah right. so look. Yeah. We there review Friday Night Lights. <laughs> um, well, this is not a Friday Night Lights review it's show. That's tomorrow. It's is recorded. Uh, well, yeah, we just reviewed uh, season three. Which season. Will, season. Season three. three. That episode will come out tomorrow on uh, TexasFootball.com and Texas Football Today, so stay tuned for that. Today is Thursday, February 7th, 2019. 294 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 704. 704, the OPS for Elvis Andrews in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Um, so he has played... This is making me feel extremely old because I remember when I was extremely excited about this young guy that got, got traded for Mark Teixeira. Mm-hmm. He has now played the fifth most games of anyone in Rangers history. Mm-hmm. And he will be second by the season's end. Um Death awaits us all. <laughs> to, uh, to, to quote that, to quote that Rams offensive uh, lineman after the Super Bowl. Yeah, be like we all just gonna we die. Just die. Yeah. Be like, yeah. well, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on today's show, guys, we are going to kick around a few things that we learned on signing day. Spoiler alert, not a ton, but we will kick around a few things uh, from from signing day from yesterday. Then back half the show, we will continue our series of regional recaps of high school football regions around the state. We will delve into Texoma land up there, Sherman Denison up all the way. We consider that basically Sherman Denison all the way over to like uh, Paris and that kind of weird area that nobody covers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's going to be Texoma. We will get into our Texoma, Texas High School Ball regional recap coming up here at the back half of the show. 
let's start with signing day. Mm. Yesterday mm-hmm. was National Signing Day. Uh, we were all pretty busy. Uh, I did the show for Fox Sports Southwest, and I yep. did a hit for Mike Ducey on Fox 4. Uh, it was a lot going on. Um, I don't know, but National Signing Day has definitely lost a lot of its luster. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Sure. I, I mean, yeah, you have, you have the big... It, Obviously, with the first signing day, right? Yeah. With the early signing day, I should say. Um, a lot of the big guys know their decisions, so the top prospects and a lot of the dramas taken out too because oh, yeah. a lot of the uh, top prospects that used to wait till signing day to do the hat thing and uh-huh. you know, the decision-making, they do it either on the early signing day or in between then because mm-hmm. the the, uh, the All-Star games are in between then, mm-hmm. so typically there's, you know. So, yeah, it it definitely has. Um, you, I was watching a little bit of ESPN's coverage of the signing day, and it's a little bit of like retroactive stuff. Oh it's yeah, like, it's like okay, well, Texas obviously got Brew McCoy, but we knew that we knew they were getting Brew McCoy, and also like they were kind of talking about their class as a whole. It's like we already knew they had a good class as a whole about a month ago. So it's yeah, it's a lot of just kind of recapping. Yeah, I would say that the do. the fan experience sure. has changed very much for the recruiting the person who likes to follow recruiting. Right. Uh, it is it has changed a lot mm. and and now yeah you're exactly right that this is this is more of a whereas National Signing Day felt like a big event that is both a start and a finish yeah this is just a finish mm-hmm. it's like okay well, right. we're done right and, we're and done. I, I like that I don't know how much the casual fans love this but to me as a high school football fan and I think to some of us I put this in the Slack chat yeah. a little bit a lot of the guys that we loved watch play, mm-hmm. this is their time to shine because mm-hmm. they're not the F, the the powerhouse guys, right? The power five guys like uh, Landry Kilpin, right? Yeah. We got to see him signed with North Southwestern. Yeah. Um, a Michael lot of Black. The, Michael Black, yeah. yeah. Right, where do, uh, where do Permian he Basin. Permian Basin, yeah. right? Like this is their time. The guys that are probably sub-FBS, even sub-FCS, the guys mm-hmm. that go D2, D3, this is their time. And it's like they don't have to be crammed with the guys going to Bama, right? Yeah. Like They don't have to watch the – cameras and the interviews around the guy going to Bama and they're just sitting there with you know they're sitting there probably not feeling as good now it's like okay they're out of the way yeah right we can finally have our shine in our moment because the coaches are going to put on a show for them anyway yes like the coaches love to have their uh signing days no matter what if they have a guy going to Bama he's gonna be sitting right next to the kid going to right Harden Simmons right and now it's like okay well the kid from Bama's gone now Mm -hmm. the stage is yours so like I think that's something it's not a casual thing where it's like you know uh potato couch uh, couch potato gym's not yeah. gonna like watching that but like us that's cool like that's yeah. something to watch i agree with that and i think that's a great point um is that that really with the way that that signing day has changed it's given more of a spotlight to kids who are signing at, at lower levels to mm-hmm. fcs and to division two and, and things like that which i think i think is, is really cool yeah um and uh you know and overall there weren't really i would not say in the state of texas there was almost any surprises yesterday? No. Javon really. Shepard uh, yeah. ended up sticking with Texas. Uh, Aeneas Smith ended up going to AM. I think that was pretty much locked and loaded. Yeah. I, mean, I think it would have been an upset if he hadn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and overall, it was a pretty ho hum National Signing Day, yep. uh, and and just kind of putting a bow on things. That's not to say it was it was boring. By the way, you can check out TexasFootball.com. We've got our top 100 uh, 2019 recruits. Uh, the top tw- uh, the top um, 100 2020 recruits are coming out later uh, in the next couple of weeks um, from our friend Greg Powers at Next Level Athlete. You can also listen to the Republic of Football, uh, our college football podcast, as Shahan Rajas talks with Greg Powers about National Signing Day, a recap, and, and things of that that note. Um, um, but 
overall, when you look at the the, the state of, of, of how recruiting went in 2019, there's going to be a lot of talk about the, the, the big two teams in the state of Texas, Texas and Texas A&M, which are jockeying for position depending on who you ask they are. I think they're, nobody has them higher than third. Mm-hmm. Um, I think te- uh, 24-7 has Texas third and A&M fourth. Depending on who you ask, you might flip those two. It depends on, on what you think. Sure. They both had really good classes. They both had, that, had, had consensus top 10 classes, uh, maybe consensus top five classes. Um, you know, for Texas, we knew that they were going to put, they, they had a good class, they, they had a really good class, and then getting Brew McCoy really put them over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, for AM, it, it was always going to be a very solid class, an, an extremely uh, solid class. And, and, and once again, uh, I think that if you are an AM fan and you're looking at, um, Jimbo Fisher's first recruiting cycle, you got to be really encouraged. Right. And you that, say. Was, that was one of the the kind of the concerns coming in was like, ah, Florida recruiting guy, is mm-hmm. he going to adapt that quickly? The answer is yes. He yes. adapted very quickly, and he's he, done very well. He's cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, he's cleaned up. He got more top 100 recruits, uh, according to us, uh, in, in Texas than any other uh, school in the state, which is, is certain, or any other school period, mm-hmm. uh, which is certainly saying something. Uh, the next highest, uh, at that after that, you've got you to make a bit of a drop if, if you're looking at the class rankings. Sure. Uh, we don't do class rankings. We just do player rankings at TexasFootball.com. Uh, to 33rd with TCU. This is a very Gary Patterson TCU group. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are desperate to see, if you are if you are an A&M fan who suddenly just decides, oh, you know what, I'm going to take up rooting for TCU. Yeah. You're going to look at their recruiting class and go, oh, God, is this it? Uh, yep, that's, that's what he does. But that's what he does, <laughs> is is what TCU does, is that they go and they get a bunch of three stars, maybe a sprinkle in a f- couple four stars, yeah. and they turn them into gems. And, and this is a very, it's very high on running backs, Darwin Barlow and DeMarco Foster, uh, and defenders. So it's going to be an, an exception. I think it's a really good class. 35th Baylor, uh, really, really good close for Baylor. I think that, uh, you know, for Matt Rule, this has got to be considered a wild success. Um, for their uh, for for his uh, his recruiting cycle because you got to remember we talked with him on Fox Sports Southwest they um he was ba- he basically got all these kids to commit to a one and eleven team yeah like you know there weren't a ton there were a couple kids who committed like during the season could see that things were turning around but the majority of these kids were committing to a team that that had won one game the previous season so uh, really impressive uh, to see what Baylor uh, was able to put together uh, next on on two four sevens recruiting rankings two 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 I'm looking for this sixty seventh uh, Texas Tech it, it ranks last in the Big Twelve this is always going to be a transitional class. Um, I know that there are a couple of kids that they're they're really excited about Maverick McIver, uh, Trevor Roberson, a lot of West Texas kids. They're able to kind of circle the wagons, so to speak, in West Texas and get some of the best players out there. Uh, but uh, but they come in 67th, uh, 69th, uh, SMU. A uh, really good class for SMU. There was some question as to whether or not uh, TJ McDaniel was going to sign. He ended up signing mm-hmm. with SMU. Uh, he's going to be kind of the star of the class, I would say, uh, for this uh, for this SMU group. But overall, for Sunny Dykes, uh, you got to be really really happy with what they were able to do. And they stayed real local. A lot of yeah. DFW area kids. Uh, North Texas comes in at seventy fourth. It's just amazing what happens when you win. <laughs> like this was a, the, this was consistently in the 100s in yeah. the recruiting rankings when they were bad and now suddenly they're good and they're getting better recruits third in conference USA uh, a really nice crop uh, here for uh, for South Latrell and company uh, again the important you can see the importance of holding on to South Latrell for another year to, to hold together what was a really solid uh, recruiting class 85th Houston another kind of uh, transitional class I know they, they hemorrhaged a couple of kids uh, when Major Applewhite left um, or was fired rather, 
uh, but they were all able to hold together a, a solid cl- uh, a solid class mm-hmm. uh, in in the AAC and for a transitional class I think if if if, if you're uh, Dana Holgerson you're you're pretty pleased to be able to hold together a lot of guys and again another program that stayed local a lot of a lot of their best players like Nelson Caesar out of Fort Penn Ridgepoint uh, came out of there uh, next up on the list UTSA comes in at 93rd um, not a ton to say about that it's you know I I would say that that's that's a step up for them mm-hmm. um, they, they've you know I, I think that Frank Wilson really got out there and pounded the pavement and said you know we got we got to make some moves right now uh, I thought that that was a, a pretty solid class for them uh, and then you're getting down 110th is Rice 114th is UTEP the one surprise I want to throw out there um, is that uh, so Texas State sorry to say is ranked yeah, 134th yeah 134th 130th Stephen F. Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Um, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about doing some work? Yeah. Colby Carthel uh, is doing some work, and they got some studs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caden Walker, the center from Newton. Xavier Gibson from Woodrow Wilson. Miles Brooks from Pflugerville Hendrickson mm-hmm. is a legit, like, is a legit prospect. Same with Carl Williams, the defensive tackle uh, from Lufkin. Gerard McKnight, the linebacker from Cy Ranch, who I loved, 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 yeah. loved. Uh, Jaquarian Turner, the running back from from South Garland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had Colby Carthel on Fox Sports Southwest yesterday, and he is understandably fired up about this class uh, doing some work out there uh, really uh, really exciting to see that um, you mentioned uh, you threw something in the slack max about uh, AM commerce's class I wasn't able to uh, oh well I was kind of going back to the uh, you know kind of what ish was talking about before notable notable guys guys that we go hey he was a good high school player yeah uh, three guys from their class that were kind of interesting Miklo smalls yep uh, remember him he yep. transferred he went to Juco and now he's transferring over to Anm commerce this nice. is of course Dave David Bayless first class at Anm commerce taking over for Colby Carthel. Mm-hmm. uh Kennedy Snell from TCU mm-hmm. that's where he's ended up landing I think that's an exciting exciting Absolutely. For commerce uh, that kind of speed is hard to find and then champ Mathis mm-hmm. Claude Mathis's son one of the best players from that uh, Marshall team this year I think pretty underrated defensive back, kind mm-hmm. of a perfect fit, perfect landing spot for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were three guys. It's like, hey, those are three high school players that we all knew really well, sure. and uh, exciting headliners for that class. Yeah, and and that's again, that's that's kind of what's fun about National Signing Day is that we get to see these small school recruiting classes, and it's like names that you know names that we like. For example, Cameron Griffin, the quarterback at Glen Rose, mm-hmm. landed at West Texas A&M, yeah, which nice. is uh, awesome. a really a really fun uh, fun spot. Uh, remember Jet Johnson? Who we were talking yeah. about at Holiday, Holiday, he ended up at West Texas as well. Yeah. So that's what's exciting for us is that you know um, now that we have got the point where um, because and it's funny because the the early signing period, which I think will beco- become known as the oh, in fact who de facto signing who was yeah. it? Yeah, I think Matt Rule started referring to it as the late signing period, which yeah. is kind of interesting. Ooh, yeah. Um, but the um, if you if you're doing that, what's funny is that that because that comes. During national champion, oh, uh, Luke Latimer ended up at West Texas as well. Yeah. There you uh, go, there you go. nice. Yeah. Um, but because that happens during state championship games, mm. like it just it just totally passes me by. I just yeah. I just don't pay attention yeah. to it yeah. uh, all that much. Uh, but what what makes National Signing Day cool is that because you're exactly right, they kind of clear out of the way. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot of that 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 stuff gets done. In December, yep. which now opens up an opportunity for yeah. us to talk about the smaller schools. So, yeah, really, talk, really cool. We talk about Dylan Jantz going to Texas State all mm-hmm. the time, but then Braden Clopton, his teammate. Yeah, you know, Sam Houston, right? Yeah, Sam Houston State. So, nice. just another guy that we were like, oh, hey, that's, that's fun. Yeah. That's a good That's spot. very, yeah. very cool. So, congratulations to all the signees and their families yesterday. Uh, an exciting day for them. Uh, we will continue to sift through all the things uh, that, we, uh, that, that we saw one at National the, Signing Day. One of the questions that Jacob John said, uh, Jacob John had, uh, relevant to this, it'll make more sense than going to it at the end of the show. <laughs> 
Which non-Texas school had the best haul from the state of Texas? Is it OU? Oklahoma State might be sneaky good. I believe we were talking about this the other day, that Oklahoma State consistently has more Texans yes. on their roster than any out-of-state school. Well, it's funny. They were uh, we, we, had, we had sound from um, I looking that up right now? Mike Gundy. Uh-huh. And he mentioned, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, we've, we always go down there. And he, he had some things. He's like, basically, it's just population. Like, there's just not a lot of kids in Oklahoma. Yeah. And so he's, he said there are more 6A schools in DFW than there are in Oklahoma high period. schools in Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 Uh, so why wouldn't we go down there? And so, yeah, once again, another haul for, for them. I'm um, looking at both. Both Oklahoma and Oklahoma State look like they're tied. Yeah. So they both tied a bunch. Now, yeah. I would say that, you know, look, uh, Oklahoma ended up grabbing Theo Weiss, who's right. uh, yeah. like a top five yeah. prospect in the state, right. right? That's a huge, huge get for them. But also Oklahoma State got DeAndre Glass. But yeah, they got DeAndre yeah. Glass. They got DeAndre Glass. They got uh, Cole Birmingham, the offensive mm-hmm. lineman from uh, from KD as well. So uh, look, overall... Jaden Jernigan. Yeah. yeah they got o- some good, o- good hauls. Overall, yeah, I would say that it would be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, LSU had a did not necessarily come they in and do the damage they, they normally have, they have do. Two. Yeah, they don't. They, they didn't do the damage. Uh, if you want to look at another one, how about Arkansas? Yeah, Arkansas mm-hmm. got a big haul with a lot of Texas uh, kids. Unbelievably highly rated class, considering how bad last year was. Considering they were Chad two and ten. Yeah. So, uh, congratulations to all the signees. Congratulations to all the schools. And remember, your school did great in recruiting. <laughs> And all of them are going to hit. And They're going to be gonna amazing. Hit. They're going to be and, undefeated in three your, years. And your rivals are big cheaters. Yeah. <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every day at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. We want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com. Um, it's our subscription package. You get two magazines, 2019, uh, 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. If you want to read all about the kids that your favorite team just signed uh, and look ahead to 2020, 2021, 2022, we'll put that magazine in the mail for you. You also get a uh, pre-order for 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the one you want, the one you know us for. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com as well. Computer rankings, computer projections, uh, recruiting analysis, uh, exclusive podcasts, things like that. All that for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for the first year. Nineteen ninety five makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. All right, let's continue our series of Texas High School Football Regional Recaps. We are now staying north, going to Texoma land. Uh, Sherman Denison, and then we also kind of extended out to uh, Paris, uh, which is a part of the state that nobody covers. That yeah. is a that is a mm-hmm. uh, like that is a black hole of media coverage uh, there in uh, up there. So we, we include that in Texoma, uh, and so let's start with uh, overall thoughts. And the overall thoughts is that um, look, I understand if Texoma fans are a little bit disappointed on the whole mm-hmm. because two thousand and. 17 was so amazing with Munster winning a state championship and Gunner playing for another title. Well, they didn't get a team into the title game this year. And and I understand if you're a little bit disappointed in that. You know, that said, I feel like this is more of a um, return to normalcy mm-hmm. as opposed to 
Uh, I think last year was kind of the exception as opposed to the rule. Last year was such a banging year in Texoma. I think that inevitably it was going to happen that things were going to fall back just a little bit. Overall, I thought it was a pretty decent year uh, in Texoma. You still had a, a number of teams, I think, in the hunt, uh, including a couple of surprise teams that we didn't necessarily see coming. Uh, but overall, I think that if you are in, in the Texoma area, uh, you should feel pretty happy with, with, with the way that things went. Uh, you know, inevitably people are, are going to, to measure them based on measured Texoma, mostly based on Sherman and Dennis. And I thought both had pretty solid years. I thought that uh, I thought that especially uh, you know I thought especially Sherman took a big step forward uh, this year. Uh, Denison kind of were about as good as we thought they were going to be, which is pretty good. Um, so overall, I think that if you are a uh, if you're a, a Texoma High School football fan, uh, whether you look at the macro or the micro. I think that you have to look at this as, as a pretty solid year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are measuring it against the measuring stick of 2017, you're going to be disappointed, and you are always going to be disappointed. So it's kind of my way of massaging that. That's the way that I'm going to say. Let's talk about the team of the year. A couple of teams you could go with, but I think, I think that we would just be, we'd be stretching if we didn't go with Gunner. I think that I think that that's the obvious one. Uh, Gunner makes it again to a state semifinal. This time they fall short to Canadian, uh, but overall another fantastic year for the Tigers and Coach Jake Fazell's squad. Um, they are a team that uh, that look was was really 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 solid. They're in the hunt. When you make it to the Final Four, inevitably you're going to be uh, one of the very best teams in the state. And so I, I think the Gunner has a lot to be proud of. I know that they have championship aspirations every single year. Uh, they are a little bit disappointed to fall short, but they fell short to a really good Canadian team. Uh, but Gunner would be my pick for Regional Team of the Year, Regional Surprise of the Year. I think it's easy to forget before the year. That like we didn't necessarily think a ton of Paris. Yeah, uh, Paris was a team that we were like, oh well, you know they're gonna be fine. In fact, let me see if I can look up where we had them ranked in the magazine. I'm gonna look that up. But Paris is is a team that we were not necessarily super duper high on. We thought, oh okay, well, you know they'll get in the playoffs, but they weren't gonna be one of those teams that we thought was gonna be a world beater. And instead, it became apparent pretty early on that Paris was not just good, but Paris was like. A legit contender, mm-hmm. uh, and so when you take a look at where we have them picked in the magazine, District Seven Four A Division One, uh, here we go. Uh, we have them fourth in their own district. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Uh, now that was a tough district, obviously, sure. with Argyle, Melissa, Salina, Paris. Uh, but in the end, um, you know, when you look at what Paris is able to do, uh, they turned into one of the very most dangerous teams in in, in the state, and, and, and a team that. Um, who they ended up losing to? Wiggle La Vega. Wiggle La Vega. Yeah. In, yeah. in a game that, by the way, when I was, you're exactly yeah. right, when I was at the La Vega uh, banquet, he, hi, uh, Coach, Coach, um, uh, Hyde. Uh, Hyde, thank you. I am yep. extremely drunk right now. No worries. Um, <laughs> Coach Hyde identified, he was like, man, that was a war. Like, that was a game that we went in and we had to battle for. And, yeah. and, and Paris, I think, was a big time surprise this year and, and a, lot of, a lot of credit to Co- Coach Steve Hohenberger. And, you know, we heard it early on because I think Step went to one of their games and he came back saying, guys, this Paris team's legit. Mm-hmm. They are for real. And, um, and, and they gave it to Argyle, too. Gave like it to that. Argyle as well. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say that overall Paris is a, a very, very, uh, uh, has to be in the mix for, uh, for regional surprise of the year. Regional Coach of the Year. Let's go to Tom Bean. Let's talk about Zach Wood. The Tomcats. The Tomcats of Tom Bean um, went 1-9 last year, and they entered their, I, I believe, I don't think we list a coach in the magazine for them. Uh, I'm fairly certain that we don't. Maybe we do, but they hired, they promoted Zach Wood late in the offseason. 
um, from his defensive coordinator position to take over the Tomcats. Uh, and all he did was get them to the dang playoffs. They went five and six. And I'm not saying that, that five and six is this incredible year and, and you should throw a parade for that. But at the same time, to go from one nine to five and six and to do so when you're finding out that you're the head coach in yeah. late April oh, yeah. boy. is a remarkable job there uh, for, for Zach Wood, Tom Bean. He's my pick for regional coach of the year. He was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then regional player of the year. Uh, again, I think that we could, like, we could try to get cutesy and we could try to do something uh, different. Yeah. But it's Dylan Jantz at Gunner. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Jantz was the best player on this Gunner team. Um, and was he was he was not just their most dynamic playmaker, but in so many ways he was the straw that stirred the drink. Yep. That he was the one who made things go. That he made everyone around him so much better. That it has to be Dylan Chance. And so I think that he, uh, I mean, he was a guy that we had in the mix for Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year late into the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was unbelievable and an, an incredible high school football career there uh, for Dylan Chance. And he would be my pick for Texoma Regional Player of the Year. So an early 2019 look ahead. First and foremost, I think that if you're, uh, again, uh, it, it's it's measured, Texoma is so often measured by what Sherman and Denison are doing, and I do think that the Battle of the Axe is getting better and better and better every year. And I think that next year, that could be a real fantastic matchup in Week 1. Uh, two teams that I think are, are on the rise, t- thing, teams that I think had a terrific 2018 and could be in for an even better 2019. From a small school perspective, uh, what's going to be really interesting for me is the, like Gunner is it was the best team in the region? Yeah, they're gonna be reloading, and they're losing a lot. They lost, I believe, Clopton, mm-hmm. Jantz, and I yeah. believe Everson too, quarterback. Yeah, I think yeah, Munster's losing a lot. Uh, there's a lot of teams that that are are suddenly uh, going to be a little bit short on. Um, uh, they're going to be short uh, short on on kind of known commodities. Yeah. Uh, and so as a result, we're kind of, you know, leaning to see who's going to step up, especially in that small school role, uh, and figure and, and figure things out. You know, is it a team like Valley View? Could they could they make a leap? Uh, could a team uh, like Collinsville, which had an ex- outstanding year this year, could they continue their rise? A team like Van Alstine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pottsboro's in that mix as well. So for me, you know, you have to kind of separate between big schools and small schools. Yeah. And in, in the big schools, I, I feel like Sherman and Denison are going to continue their rise, and I think that, that, that they've got promising futures. Someone's going to have to step up and take that rain, and, and take over as kind of the small school of note in Texoma. And I think that it's wide open in the sense that I think it's reasonable to expect that Gunner will have a little bit of reloading to do. And does that crack the door open for another team to burst through and become that team? So I'm really interested to see what happens in Texoma, especially in the small school level, because I think there's a lot of intrigue there. And that is our Texoma recap. Good year, Texoma. Pat you on the butt. We'll see you in fall. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Hee-haw. Uh, a few people having issues with the stream today. I don't know what to tell you ah! because it's working. Uh, it's working on our end, and then I'm streaming it on our, on a laptop Blame here. the internet. We'll call Zuckerberg. I know some people try to watch it on their phone. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe the phone service, mm-hmm. like the the guts of Facebook just aren't working on the phone end today, but uh, it's working on our end. Uh, Marcus Schultz at Splendora says, great show, fellas. I think we could just sit here and not say anything and he would just keep saying we were doing a good job. I'm just, that's <laughs> my... I'm okay with that. Monty, you Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we, we talked about the Oklahoma thing. Terry Adams, Miss Terry, Ms. had a Terry. question. She goes, uh, 
What do you all think about the trend of top recruits going to college early and missing their second half of senior year? I feel like we've been having this debate for like a decade now. Yeah, but it's become well, it's becoming now with the early just, signing period. It's, it's giving now. them more of yeah. a reason to enroll yeah. early, mm-hmm. right. and 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 they're getting pushed more yeah. to enroll early. That hey, you sign, then you just come come to campus, and we'll get you on campus. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I, I have a first of all every, everybody's got to do what's right for them yeah. you know what I mean like and if these if these kids um, want to go and, and and if they want to make that move then then I'm, I'm certainly happy for them yeah. um, and and I think I would be remiss if I try to project my own high school experience onto them sure because we are not the same yeah. Yeah. you are awesome at football and I am sitting here talking into a microphone yeah. now so um, I don't know me personally i the second semester my final semester in high school was one of my favorite experiences yeah. so i wouldn't change that for me but that's me mm-hmm. and i'm not a star athlete i'm trying yeah like it's hard to put yourself in their shoes but like i'm trying to and i'm like <laughs> if you know if i if if i'm jordan whittington yeah right there's a good chance i get on the field next year yeah, yeah. and it's like you know what i had my historic state title performance i got my ring Love all my teammates. Said bye to them. Yep. I'm good to go. Like I'm, I pack my bags. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to make sure that by the time fall comes, I have a shot at being maybe a number three, maybe number two receiver. Right. Yeah. So, I, I can. Yeah. I'm. If I'm a five star athlete, even four star, some of the mm-hmm. other levels, I can and I can get in the door quickly and probably get ready. Yeah. And get to know my teammates for the next four years, three, yeah. four years. Yeah, I, I probably leave. It's I can kind, understand that. It's kind of a three prong thing for me. Number one, it's the best thing for your football career. Sure. Like, yeah, just you flat want a out. chance to play sooner, you start practicing sooner with the team. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I always hear, you calm down. Give me one second. You always get the argument of they're losing a little piece of their childhood. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would argue that a lot of them have already lost it by being this high profile of a player. Right. I think that's a big part of it, too. I would also argue that your college is probably going to be a little bit better. Probably <laughs> college experience. And that's that's kind of goes into my third point, which yeah. is I'm, I thought my second – my last semester of high school was pointless. I was yeah. ready to leave. The only reason I had to be there was I played baseball, and that was my thing. Go get but on that I, college campus, buddy. I don't remember anything about the last – like I didn't want to go to prom. I didn't yeah. want to do any of that stuff. Yeah. I was ready to like, be an adult. So Same. I think it's just different for everyone. You'll forget about high school, buddy, once you get We now go to Greg fine. Tepper for whatever he's about to flip out about. So I got the email from Tarleton State about their signing class. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Guys, who? it's a who's who of Dave Campbell's favorites. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> Davion Boyd from Atascocita. Who? Good start. Okay. Um, let's see. Transfer from Blinn, by the way. Jamarian George from ah, Almond Shadow right. Creek. Nice. Okay. Kyle Harrison from Liberty wow. Hill. Okay. okay. Guys, I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, we're, we're covering Charleston next year. Like heavy. <laughs> Easton Jones from uh, wow, Stephenville. From nice. Yeah. Trey Moore from Quero. Okay. okay. And let's add Jordan Wells from Navasota and okay. Devin Williams, the tight end from Zephyr, yeah. play making this leap from six man to eleven man. Hey, that's okay. a f- that's, I judge I judge these classes based on I judge these I judge uh, sub FBS FBS classes mm-hmm. based on how fun I think they are. <laughs> yeah. They've got the best class. This is a fun class. <laughs> I'm really excited about that's this. That's a good uh, one. And Coach Schultz throws in Kyle Weber from Splendora. Yes, Carlton. Uh, this yes, this Kyle Weber, nice. the tight end from there. And then I love this. This yeah. show is now called Tarleton Football today. <laughs> it is. Uh, Rob Hathaway wants to know what about Bob Stutes coaching the DFW Metroplex XFL team? Yeah, Bob Stutes. Wow, how does how does the XFL team have the best coach in Dallas already? That's crazy. Uh, that's funny. Wow. Savage. <laughs> 
here all day. It's that. okay. Oh, no, I'm doing the Jason Garrett clap. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, that it? That's it. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Tomorrow is episode four of the Friday Night Lights review. We're in a better mood. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm, I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young. Please give me your player of the year trophy. So. Please give me your player of the year trophy, although uh, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, oh. Today. <laughs> okay.